Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Better podcast. I'm your host DD and joining me today once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode we'll be talking about the Zandvoort GP. So, let's grab some chai, take our seats, ready our opinions and dive right into the conversation. Hello Vedant. Uh let's let's get to the biggest issue or the biggest controversy coming out of this weekend and that was um that Yuki Tsunoda denied Lewis Hamilton uh <laughs> a chance at a win at the Zandvoort GP through some foul play between by our uh, by Red Bull and AlphaTauri now obviously the foul play theory has been debunked uh, by many on on social media so uh, we'll we'll not be getting into it you know it's been written about it's already been talked about for the last two days uh, but let's talk about Lewis the possibility of a Lewis Hamilton win at Zandvoort did any point at any point during the race did you think you know oh lewis is on for a win here uh and uh you know max might get denied oh well no no absolutely not i mean lewis was leading the race at some point he was leading the race for quite a bit and he was the the, the mercedes were competitive throughout the weekend but in terms of winning the race and denying max verstappen another win i i never really thought lewis could do it I mean it's not about Lewis could do it but uh, Max definitely had the pace to catch him and pass Lewis even if the safety car had not played its part So yeah Yeah absolutely uh, that that is what I thought you know even even without the safety car uh, Max was going to catch Lewis and pass him at some point um and yeah I mean yes yes like you said you know uh, the Mercedes had great race pace uh, which surprise ferrari you know i i think of uh, the ferrari race engineers came on to the radio and said you know that the mercedes are faster than expected yeah. um, and it is what it is um but it's it's kind of sad to see you know uh, how quickly people jumped on uh, yuki sonoda but it's not surprising at the same point because uh, i mean yuki sonoda is in red bull sister team and someone like nicolas latifi who has nothing to do with uh, you know red bull or mercedes got a lot of uh, was under fire on social media after what happened at Abu Dhabi last yeah. year so yeah. but it's not surprising but it's just uh, just a bit sad uh, now i know you wanted to talk about ferrari with us but what about ferrari you want to talk about you know it was a disastrous weekend carlos sais did did come out and you know give an explanation and he defended the fact that it was not an unsafe release uh, during his pit stop but even other than that there is um I mean Matteo Binotto is still denying everything he lashed uh, you know he 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 told he told Nico Rosberg that he's got great people which 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 I'm not denying you know I'm sure Ferrari employs the best of the best but there is something missing and uh, the, the the there seem to be no answers from anyone in the paddock yet Yeah I I just want to talk like I just wanted to talk about Ferrari because it seems that no race weekend or no race review is complete without a Ferrari bashing without complaining about ferrari or anything right but yeah i think again the the pit stop the oddly paced placed wheel gun for carlos sainz both the pit stops for carlos sainz as it were and yeah i think it's again it's not like we we didn't see a major strategical blunder but then again the 12 second pit stop was a blunder big blunder in itself and it's just sad to see ferrari digging a hole for itself and you know keeping that hole <laughs> we, every every week like 
they're not trying to rectify anything they are just in that hole right now and they might even dig it deeper who knows I, what what i also didn't understand was you know if if they were going to put so for, so i i i remember charles strategy i don't remember carlos strategy but uh, uh charles started on the soft went on to the mediums and then did like the longest his longest stint on the mediums and then went on to the hards before the safety car came out for the last 25 26 laps now if you're going to put charles on the hards then why are you waiting so long on the mediums yeah. uh if if you're trying to mirror what mercedes mercedes is doing with the race pace and when charles is losing time to both the mercedes why not just put him on fresher tires and let him you know get there and and it wasn't like they they created like a you know like a tire offset of sorts or you know or a or a deficit or you know a tire life offset even big enough that if if the safety car had not come out that you know charles would have been able to challenge uh, lewis probably uh, lewis and george at that point but yeah i mean i'm i'm not really sure uh yeah it's, uh we'll we'll see what happens uh you know um and like i've said uh ferrari's development pace hasn't been on as you know it, it hasn't been competitive enough with mercedes and red bull uh, yeah. and it'll be interesting to see what they do in the off season with a little bit more time than red bull but uh, also a little bit less time than um than mercedes so uh you know i i won't be surprised if if next season looking that far ahead mercedes do come out ahead of of the ferrari yeah but like i i'm i'm pretty sure mercedes will finish p2 in the championship and ferrari will gain like ferrari will get more uh, more testing time than both red bull and mercedes but yeah that's another argument but yeah i think it's i mean it's vital that they i'm i'm pretty sure that they are doing some introspection at some level they are doing some sort of auditing internally at some level but i think it's damn time that you know they like rectify all 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 those mistakes and they try to improve as a team try to like identify the shortcomings and work on them instead of just identifying the shortcomings and saying that yeah, we have the best guys and we have good guys and moving on so it's time to like yeah improve improve on whatever they are finding out and hopefully they have a better season next time out ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a big hopefully but anyway let's let's look a little further down the grid right um Oscar Piastri finally uh, opened up about you know finally confirmed by McLaren that he's been signed after the CRB announcement that uh, Alpine don't have a right to uh, Oscar Piastri's services uh, and McLaren do he was officially announced <clears throat> and uh, he spoke out about how you know Alpine uh, did not believe basically like did not believe him that he was leaving or whatever and you know did not uh, did not respect the fact that w- what he had already informed them about that he was you know leaving much earlier than what uh, when that Oscar basically told Alpine you know that he he would be leaving uh, much earlier than when Fernando announced his uh, his uh, his move to Aston Martin um which yeah. just goes to show you know uh, the reason again it it just highlights the reason why both these drivers chose to leave uh, when they did uh, and one of them is arguably going to a worse team than Alpine in terms of you know uh, the pace that the car can provide and the other yeah. one is making uh, a, a sideways move you know he, he's not moving up the grid particularly 
he's making a very sideways move to McLaren where he knows you know it, it's not a safe future because McLaren has so many people uh, waiting in in their program to take that F1 seat whether that's from IndyCar or otherwise um, and and you know we talked about this earlier and we said you know it doesn't seem like a good enough move for Oscar Piastri to leave Alpine and go to McLaren it's it's, it's a lateral move and it does not make a lot of sense to leave a what seemed at that point like a short, short seat, but we didn't know the fact that, you know, that Oscar had already signed with McLaren much, much earlier and yeah. it informed Alpine um, of of w- what his plans were. Uh, not exactly where he was going, but the fact that he was leaving Alpine. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on that, you know? Uh, what does what does Alpine need to do or change? Because Ottmar seemed pretty upset, but at the end of the day, which is also justifiable, you know, because... Um, Obviously, Alpine invested a lot in Oscar Piastri, but at the end of the day, we understand it as business, right? Like Daniel Ricciardo has been let go, uh, and everybody in this business is trying is is trying to find a way to get the best for themselves. So why be surprised uh, and act the way Ottmar did, which is a bit surprising almost, um, you know, compared to what we see from Ottmar usually, which is very calm and composed, doesn't really usually say much. Uh, it, it, it's just been a very weird time at Alpine and, you know, uh, hearing from all the parties, it's been quite confusing in a way. Yeah. Well, Otmar, like, st- strangely or coincidentally has been involved in a few contractual issues for the last few seasons. We had the Sergio Perez issue at Racing Point and uh, when he was the uh, team principal there, and then Otmar was let go by Aston Martin. And then when Otmar comes to Alpine, we have this issue again. So, I mean, obviously these are all coincidences and there's nothing wrong with, fundamentally wrong with Otmar, Otmar's uh, leadership, right? But uh, I think in terms of Oscar Piastri, like he, he, needed, he needed a drive for next season. Uh, Alpine were trying to broker a deal with Williams uh, for a loan but obviously Oscar would rather drive for McLaren than Williams because yeah, Williams it, 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 was at the like back the of way, the grid the way Oscar described his dealing it seemed like he didn't he didn't want to wait anymore because yeah exactly the very the very fact that you know Oscar signed before Fernando announced his move you know to the team um, goes to show that um Oscar thought that, you know, Fernando would stay with the team another couple of years and then he would have to wait in the wings and he had a better opportunity to get into F1 yeah. quicker uh, compared to, uh, and a guaranteed opportunity at that, uh, compared to what Alpine were uh, were offering him. A guaranteed opportunity and a competitive one. And yeah. like uh, Alpine were offering him a Williams seat if it became possible, right? But the, the but McLaren offered him a, street, a seat straight away and any racing driver or like if you are in the flanks if you are waiting for your first f1 break and you get a chance like that you do not wait you may have to you know burn some bridges or whatever but you do not wait and you just go for it and that's what uh, oscar did of course it was disheartening for alpine because of all the investment and everything but then again if you invest in your junior drivers like all all of these teams do and then you can't reap that investment in the future then it goes to waste we have seen many a drivers let's take christian lungard for example right 
we have seen him alpine invest in him for a few years and then he moved away to indigar because there was not a seat for him so these things happen in formula 1 i think i think the main reason alpine is upset is because oscar as you said made a sideways sideways move had oscar piastri gone to haas or williams on his own accord or gone to any other team which is not competing with alpine straight away i think they would have not complained as much as they are and the fernando alonso quitting on them quitting on them situation has obviously triggered it more <laughs> uh yeah um but definitely you know um again the way, the way i look at it at the end of the day it's business and yeah, if, if you can't do enough <laughs> to retain talent and it's the same in the industry everywhere right even as engineers right um those who are working in all of these teams uh, if they get a better offer if they are able to move up um they will take that opportunity more uh, more often than not yeah. uh, and if you can't retain talent then that is an issue that is an issue for the company not an issue for the individual who chooses to pursue a better opportunity that is offered to him um yeah, at, at least uh, yeah at least that is the way i look at it i mean obviously there is a component of loyalty but um at least in in Oscar Piastri's situation you know uh it it was i think uh the availability of an F1 seat and the guarantee of that was uh took precedence over anything else uh but regardless uh, and i think this is a good segue into the next part which is uh there are i mean obviously it is getting more and more obvious and it seems that Pierre Gasly will be released for Alpine by Red Bull uh if and when Colton Herta is cleared for a super license by the FIA what are your thoughts on that uh, a very surprising move uh yeah. <laughs> in 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 some ways and not surprising in other ways uh but what what are your thoughts Vedant yeah absolutely i mean for as for alphatori and red bull it's definitely a what do you call it left field move or right uh like you wouldn't expect red bull family yes they took up sergio perez outside of, outside of the family but then sergio perez was a proven competitor in formula 1 you you wouldn't expect aston uh, sorry alphatori and red bull well, to pick up a total outsider to the sport someone who has like not competed in europe for a long time basically but then again the colton herta brand the colton herta talent as it were is huge enough to attract a formula 1 interest and as i think you tweeted out from our account that colton herta is to what a young max verstappen was right so yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely true and when you look at it someone like red bull and someone like alfa tori would be attracted by his raw pace but but to add to that is cold so i think helmut marko christian horner someone uh, either of them came out and said you know colton hoda is the only option for red bull at this point of time uh, is is that necessarily true though oh no. no not in my opinion no 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 i can see why i can see why colton hoda appeals or colton hoda's talent appeals to someone like helmut, helmut marko like i explained in my tweet um but at the same time i don't agree to the fact that you know uh, he is the only choice that red bull have to sign to their um basically their you know sister team or junior program whatever you want to call it um yeah, definitely he's not the only option i mean if you look at it uh 
Liam Lawson has equal Formula One experience than Colton Herta. You never know. Liam Lawson may be a much better Formula One driver than Colton Herta, right? So, but, but even from Indica, you know, young talent, if they really wanted to poach someone, they could poach part of what who's, who's definitely yeah. had a better time. They could definitely poach, you know, someone like Alex Pillow, who's who's had who, who's a championship Champion. winner, who's had yeah. who's done even better than part of award. Um, they they could. So I I feel there's a bet there's better talent out there, but I also understand where Helmut Marko is coming from, because uh, I mean, I don't I don't think anyone has the raw pace that Colton Herta has in an IndyCar. Uh, on on any given day. Yeah, absolutely. And send Colton Herta to Frederick was to sorry Franz Tost, and he will make a decent <laughs> racer out of him, right? Yeah. So uh, I mean, Colton, I mean, that's Col- what he said, you know. Colton will have to move to Italy for a year or two, but he'll come out a much better racer, a much better driver. Yeah, Im- imagine Colton and Yuki, the most uh, <laughs> unlikeliest of friendships. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But but let's let's take it a bit further. You know, let's let's say let's say Colton um, is cleared by the FI uh, by the FI. Now th- there have been articles out there that have talked about Colton's possible move to F1, but um, I I haven't uh, had a chance you know really go through them and read read through it. Uh, so I don't know if there is a quote from Colton in one of those articles. Uh, but is is Red Bull where a driver who might want to stay a bit longer than a couple of years? Uh, like it w- should a driver let, let's put it this way should a driver like Colton Herta who might want to stay more than a couple of years in F1 go to a red, go to the Red Bull family <clears throat> and the reason I say this is because when when Colton is moving to Red Bull or you know the Red Bull family yes he uh, the job that he will take or eventually take up if he does well is Sergio Perez's not Max Verstappen's yep. Max Verstappen will still be the golden child for Christian Horner and Helmut Marko, and I don't think Colton Herta wants to... It, it'll be a Nico Rosberg and uh, Lewis Hamilton situation if Colton does end up doing well, which, which is very likely. See, from the way I look at it, is if Colton moves to uh, AlphaTauri and he does well for a couple of seasons in AlphaTauri, Colton himself will not want to move to Red Bull alongside Max Verstappen. Yeah, but if he's an Colton, F1, he, he'll want to... Like yeah. win the world championship and who better than Red Bull to give him that chance? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Colton, maybe Mercedes are interested in him. Maybe like he can attract a better place where he is a lead driver or sort of an equal driver like we have in sort of Ferrari right now, but not exactly. Uh, but I mean, definitely he won't, he won't want to go to Red Bull alongside Max Verstappen and have Christian Horner come into his earpiece and say, let Max buy, right? That's not <laughs> what he wants. So, yeah, yeah. yeah he, I, I think if he goes to Formula 1, if he has a couple of decent seasons and attracts that, uh, attracts a top drive, he might easily jump ship for from Red Bull. And any team like Mercedes would, like, obviously, this is all contingent to Colton's performance. But a team like Mercedes would be happy to pay the buyout clause for Colton to Red Bull, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, it's it's definitely a, a very surprising uh, move, nonetheless. Uh, you know, um, obviously McLaren was making all the headlines. Uh, but <laughs> but having, having considered all of that, you know, obviously McLaren want to be America's F1 team. 
and whatnot. Uh, where does Red Bull fit in this situation? Because yes, they'll have an American talent in Red Bull, but given that they have been um, a Dutch team through and through, how does that position them, if in, if in any way, uh, for the American market? Does that make them more popular uh, as a team? I, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, see, I don't know the ground reality in uh, in the USA right now, but I'm pretty sure Red Bull is one of, like, Red Bull is already one of the more famous teams, more supported teams in the US, probably because of all the campaigns they do in the USA, like the Daniel Ricciardo hype from a few seasons ago, the Max Verstappen hype, hype right now. And given the Mexican population in in USA, the Sergio Perez hype, the Sergio Perez fandom, right? So I think Red Bull is already very strong in USA and having Colton Herta, having an American driver will not hurt him, hurt them in, in, in any way. Yeah, and yeah, it will yeah, no, only no, no. make them more famous and more like appealing to American fans. So it's it's yeah. a win-win for them commercially. But yeah, let's see. Um, how yeah, definitely, performs. definitely. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But again, you know, that this all of this has also brought into the spotlight, you know, uh, the FIS Super License point system. Yes. Uh, and it has been under fire on social media for a, for a week, week and a half now, uh, and we've talked extensively about it and how it needs to be restructured and whatnot. Um, but apparently, apparently, there are workarounds that will allow you know folks to drive, but. The question is, do you really want to put a driver through an FIA investigation, if you may call it, uh, you know, a driver <laughs> from IndyCar to be able to be, you know, deemed eligible for F1? No. No. Uh, absolutely But uh, the question, I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about how there is a bias for the FIA uh, ladder and whatnot. Um, but w- what do you think is the reason, you know, the FIA has shied away or, you know, has has avoided mending this super license point system for IndyCar, even though there is clearly unanimous support for it from most people in the sport. Well, I I'm not sure, and like this might come out as the wrong way, but sometimes Formula One in itself can be an elitist sort of sport sort of situation. And like we have seen, like even this situation right now with Colton Herta and everyone, like uh, it's there. Like Formula One does not, let's say, uh, like I, I don't have the words, but it it sort of feels like Formula One is like we call it the pinnacle of motorsport, right? But Formula One is a self-proclaimed pinnacle of motorsport due to the commercial side of it and due to the glamorous side of it. And maybe the FIA have taken it to like taken that brand uh, on their ego or whatever the thing is. But yeah, uh, in the end, you know, it's it's all a lot of politics. It's all all a lot of I don't know mumbo jumbo politics or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think IndyCar should be at least uh, equal to Formula Two, if not higher on the super license points hierarchy because 
रिमेम्बर फॉर्मूला टू इज अ जूनियर सीरीज एंड इंडी कार इज नॉट अ जूनियर सीरीज इंडी कार इज अ फुल टाइम सीनियर चैम्पियनशिप विद द मोस्ट कॉम्पिटेटिव फोर व्हील रेसिंग वी हैव एवर सीन ऑन यू नो ओपन ओपन व्हीलर रेसिंग वी हैव एवर सीन सो या आई डोंट नो वॉट्स रॉन्ग विद एफ आई ए बट दे नीड टू रेक्टिफाई इट एंड दैट्स ऑल आई हैव टू से Yeah, yeah. Uh, that all being said, I received my copy of F1 Manager 2022 um, last night, and yeah. I have chosen to fulfill uh, Lawrence Stroll's dream, and I'm becoming <laughs> team principal for Aston Martin. And we'll see how long it takes me to win them a championship in F1 Manager 2022, and maybe that will give us a better idea of you know what uh, Lawrence what Lawrence Stroll should really really yeah. accept. Uh, ex- sorry, uh, expect expect from from his team. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we'll see. We'll see. Uh but yeah that's all from my side with anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap up this podcast. Well nothing much we did talk about. We did talk a lot about the driver market situation in Formula 1. Uh but yeah. Onwards to Monza. I'm really not waiting <laughs> to see <laughs> like see the thing is the thing is ferrari will not perform that is all right we have accepted that oh my god for a lot of years and ferrari won't perform well and whatever but the fact that they potentially might be using a yellow color scheme oh yeah i almost the, forgot about that for the 75th anniversary of scuderia ferrari <laughs> is beyond my imagination it's Uh, it's so like I don't know I don't have words. <laughs> uh, it's 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 definitely um, it pops it, it pops. pops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, I mean, it, it's no surprise though. You know, uh, Ferrari did re- release their uh, uh, clothing collection and whatnot. Uh, yeah. I think last year, and it's definitely better than all of that, at least in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah yellow yellow is going to stand out uh, when everybody shows up in red uh yeah. at at monza which is going to be a little bit weird uh but yeah <laughs> but it's the it's, centenary it's... for the circuit itself monza so we will see a lot of celebrations a lot of you know f- uh, extravaganza and fireworks and all that so yeah looking forward to that Uh yeah looking looking forward to seeing uh, all that celebration but nothing on the podium from Ferrari. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean But yeah thank it, you thank yeah. No uh, I'm just yeah. saying uh, if uh, if it happens it will be a miracle. Yeah I mean it will be because you know there's only one podium place really um remaining uh, you, you'd expect yeah. both the Red Bulls to be one two uh, and uh, there's only a third place remaining and I I, I would imagine uh the third place will go to alex albon yeah in, in the williams <laughs> yeah oh yes oh yes that uh, car so that car absolutely so let's not forget about that but yeah thank you vidan for joining me once again uh don't forget to catch the indycar finale next weekend uh exciting stuff there and as always we'll catch you on the next one